welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Today we're talking to Pedro. Jeremy's going to introduce him properly as always, but we hope you enjoy it. Thank you for being here and over to Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you, Rosie. Thank you everyone for tuning in once again. And thank you very much, Pedro, for being with us today. Thank you. Um, this is a great honor. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so we met in Clubhouse, in the new trendy application Clubhouse. <laughs> uh, we were both in a podcast room um, and a bunch of people were sharing about their own podcast, etc. And you went on stage to, to talk and to talk about your podcast. Uh, and your podcast is called My Stuttering Life. And so you, you were talking about, so uh, you interview guests with stutter uh, so they can share their experiences. And my first reaction was, this is super brave. I think this is super courageous because um, I have this assumption, this image in my in, in my head that, you know, be, when people have a stutter, they might be afraid or scared to put themselves forward and, and speak in public. And I thought going into a voice application and speak and go on stage, I thought that was really brave and everything. So I messaged you on, on Instagram uh, after hearing you and yeah, I asked you if you wanted to jump in because uh, like we were saying before the recording, I am really ignorant about that uh, and I have a lot of questions and <laughs> I've seen that you're an entrepreneur, you're a raw veteran, you have a podcast, so you're doing a lot, you're having an amazing life and doing a lot of things uh, and yeah, and it's amazing. So I thought it'd be, it'd be amazing if you if you could share your your experience with us and fill the gap and fill many questions I have. <laughs> oh yes, J J uh, J J Jeremy, let me tell you the st st story of Clubhouse. So, um, that week prior, hopping into that room, it 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 took me. Seven days to prepare myself to push that little button of the hand. It took me seven days of deep breathing. It took me seven days to tell myself, you can do this. You can do this. These are just everyday people. They put their pants on just like me. <laughs> but it took me, you know, a whole week to just prepare because the, 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 this app is audio only. Yeah. There's no texting. There's no video. It's just your voice. And so I thought, can I do this? I mean, it's. I, I mean, there are no visual cues for me to go by. It's mm. just their their um, headshot. And and so in in that whole week. Jeremy, I was sweating. I was sweating. I was getting headaches. Um, I was almost hyperventilating. The physical reactions of just thinking about pushing that little button, you know, of that hand. Yeah. And so after a whole week, I said, okay, okay, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. And so I hop in the room and then I just hit the button. 
And let me tell you, my heart was beating so hard in my chest and I was physically sweating. It was dripping onto my Apple phone. So I was just kind of, you know, (laughs) rubbing off the sweat. And then I was like, okay, when, okay. So I'm up, I'm like two people in the queue. So I know I'm coming up. And so I was like, okay, just breathe. Okay. Just breathe. And I was like, okay, please don't have a cardiac event on this app because <laughs> you know it's going to be all, all over the news. Yeah. And so I said, okay, just breathe, breathe, breathe. And then when it was my turn, oh, okay. So, so I had to remind myself, breathe. And so when so I, I, I first disclosed because I can't hide my stutter. I mean <laughs> – you're going to know from the moment I speak that I have a stutter. <laughs> and so I disclose and that helped a little bit. And then I just thought, okay, I, I just need to talk. I just need to talk. And so after it was all done, after I would, you know, I did my spiel, I just hit mute and go, oh, <laughs> oh. I was I'm like, breathe. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Lord. I did it. I did it. Then. I thought I was done. Oh no, I was not done because <laughs> because there were many people, you know, um, um, uh, you know, um, giving me compliments, and so I didn't want to be rude, you know, and not respond. So I said, "Okay, breathe, breathe. Okay, breathe, breathe." And hit that button, and so I hit unmute. <laughs> Thank you, and mute. <laughs> I'm done. Whew. But I mean, it. See what. Uh, what a lot of p- people don't understand is um, we have to work like 20 times harder than everybody else. Mm. You know, uh, like vo- 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 voicemails. It takes everybody a minute. It takes Pedro 40 minutes mm. because I got to breathe and then do it and then do it and then you know i may have repetitions and then i do it and then i breathe i said no okay just stop and just so people are hearing me (laughs) in the hallway doing it over and over and over again and so after 45 minutes i said okay it's as good as it it's going to get i had a hard time with my p's my m's my l's my h's my z's my r's my A's, but you know what? I did it. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> so, and, and, um, and, I mean, um, you know, people, uh, they don't understand that, that from the, the time that we wake up until the time that we go to bed, our organs are like this. They are tight. They are tight. Every organ is just tense because I'm focused on what if I block? What if I repeat? And when I block, I close my eyes, which I know I shouldn't do. I should maintain eye contact. But from 5 a.m. until 6 p.m., I'm like this. And so when I get home, I'm drained. I don't have any. I I, I have nothing left to give Hmm. i just want to plop on the couch in the darkness and just pray for another day 
Hmm. That was a great start. Thank you for sharing that. I've just got more questions now. <laughs> um, I'm ju- ready. Ju- I'm just, to just to finish on the clubhouse uh, bracket, oh, yes. I mean, just to finish about that, uh, now you're hosting rooms. Uh, oh. I had a few notifications about your your rooms. So, I mean, you 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 went over this first fear and, and, and now you're being the host and you're going to create your club and everything. So, congrats on that. I mean, congratulations from overcoming this first step because that was the hardest one, but now you're... Well, you know, the first step is always the hardest. <laughs> it is extremely the hardest. And when I first joined last month, I did a s- s- search. There was nobody that stuttered. Nobody. No clubs and no people. I thought, I think I'm a pioneer because I'm in a clubhouse. And so I thought, well, let me just host a room. It was the first room ever hosted by a person who st- stutters and i was so proud so so proud and then later on more and more people who stutter were getting onto clubhouse and so now uh this one group on facebook called swag uh uh, you know um they now have their own club and then a a good friend of mine najma um we are co-creating a club for uh, for people who stutter to help talk about confidence, and then I will create my own club for for my podcast. That 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 way, be because I thought, let's say I publish on Wednesday, on Thursday I might can have a live Q and A, and so I thought that was just awesome. That way it can. For, for, further the experience of the of the podcast and bring it to clubhouse so i mean, it it's just awesome i am i'm i'm having the best time i think jeremy's about to steal the idea about that doing an the amazing Q&A idea <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me and went great okay Actually, so so yeah. i am from texas and we like to share so you may you may use that it's all good <laughs> No, that's an amazing idea, actually. I really like it. Um, all right, so let's dive into maybe like more, like let's get to know you a little bit more. So you live in Texas currently. Are you from Texas? Is that born and raised or did you move from somewhere else? Oh, no, I, I was b- b- born in um, Corpus Christi, Texas. And so that's a little, you know, it, it's um, by the ocean. It's southeastern Texas. Um like Padre Island, have you heard of Padre Island? And it's in in that um, that um, area, and so um, it's it's basically you do well there if you're in oil, if you're in um, a doctor or a lawyer. Okay. Anything else, you know, have a nice day. And so my 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 goals were to go to college and and first join the military to just get out because growing up um i heard all through school that i was slow that i was stupid that i had a form of mental retardation and no one is going to hire you 
No one is going to marry you. You cannot go to college because you're slow and you're stupid. And you, you and you, you should just st- stay home and 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 collect a disability check. So I heard th- 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 that from first grade all the way up to 12th. And my school counselor had told me um, career-wise that I was good for data entry. Well, there's no human interaction. (laughs) They give you a pile of work and you do the work and then you go home. And so so um, with having being told that every day and not having friends, because you know, no one wanted to hang around the kid who who couldn't talk and who would spit and sputtered, you know, due to the stutter. So, um, so in 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 school, I had lunch in the in the janitor's closet because, you know, I was just all by myself. Or um, I would have lunch behind the school, and you know, doing that. You know, from first grade, you know, all the way to eighth grade and ninth grade and t- and tenth grade to 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 my last year. You know, that's a lot of darkness. You know, and to hear that you will never make anything of your s- 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 self. That kind of weighs on you. You know, it. You know, it. It it puts you into a dark place. And there was one night where I said I was done. You know, I mean, you know, no one wants to hang around with me. You know, um, I had just a, I had a couple of like drama club friends, but I mean, nothing, like after school or, you know, weekends, it was just Pedro. And so, you know, last year of high school, you know, it's like, I mean, basically I don't have anybody. I just, I go to school, I come home, I go to my room, I lock the door, I'm in the darkness. And so, I mean, I did that for all through school, all through school. And so one night I said, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. And so I went into my dad's room I grabbed a 38 and I walked down the st- street and there was a long road and then there was an overpass, you know, and, you know, and so I thought, well, let me just walk over there and just go under the overpass and, you know, and just end it. And, you know, so w- walking down that l- long street in in the darkness, you know, just crying profusely because, you know, I'm tired. You know, I'm tired of you know being called Porky Pig. I was tired of being called you know, um, Milk Tillis. You know, you know. I mean, you know. I mean, you know. Um, kids are cruel. You know. I mean, they're extremely cruel. And so I thought, well, you know, I got my dad's gun, so I'll just do it. And, and so I reached the underpass, and there was a homeless man there. 
And in our area, we never have homeless people. We never. Because it's basically a moral people you know, in their big houses and, you know, big old trucks and everything. And yeah. so we didn't have homeless pe- people at all. And there was a man who was under the overpass. And so I got under the overpass and climbed up that ramp, that, you know, concrete ramp. And, and he was th- there. And he asked me what... What was I doing? So I told him, you know, I'm tired of being in pain. You know, I'm tired of, I mean, just not having anybody. You know, I'm tired of just living a life that, you know, just there was no positivity. It was only darkness. And and so he told me that you're here for a reason. You are here. You have a purpose. You have a purpose, you know, uh, everyone here has a, has a purpose on this earth. So you are here for a reason. Go find that purpose because you have something that the world needs. You're here for a purpose. And I mean, to just hear that person it's like the darkness just left it. I mean, it, it was gone. And so I turned around and I went back home and I put the gun back and, you know, I woke up my parents and I got in trouble big time, but I believe, um, that people are, that God puts people in your path for a reason. Because I had, I mean, we travel down that road like 10 times a day. And there was never, ever any homeless people there at all. So Mm -hmm. I believe that God put a person there for a reason. And and that's when I told myself, I just need to live. I need to live. And that's when I made the choice to join the military and... um, I did. Um, I studied very hard, <laughs> took the ASVAB, um, joined the Air Force. I scored very high and um, went to the processing area. I passed everything, health, medical, everything, until until I spoke. And so a captain pulled me aside. And uh, we went into a room. And so he asked if I stuttered, well, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, yes, I do. And so he said, wait here. And so I thought, you know what? All that hard work, you know, telling myself that I was getting out. I was getting mm-hmm. out. I am going to make s- s- something of myself. I can't go home. I cannot go home because if I do, they win. They win. They were right all along. And so the captain came back with a piece of paper and told me, if I could read these 20 commands, I'm in. And so, Jeremy, let me tell you, I called on the Lord. 
I said, I need your help. <laughs> I need your help. And so I'm holding the piece of paper in my hand. Literally, you know, I'm just, you know, because the he's right there. Mm-hmm. He's right there. And so I said, okay, I, I just have to do the first one. And hopefully it'll get better. So I saw all 20 and they were easy. And then they got longer. And so I did the first one. And I was like, I did it. I did it. Okay. So next one and next one, next one. I mean, I was on a roll and I did all 20. He said, you're in. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, I thought my heart went into my left foot and when it was all done, it came right back up. I said, I am in, I'm in the U S air force. And so I had the best time. Um, I fought in the Persian Gulf war. I built up bombs. It was the best had, had a blast. Literally. (laughs) It was just awesome. And then I got out and went to college and, um, um, and so my goal was pre-law, pre-law. I mean, I wanted to be a lawyer because I love to argue. And, and so I said, that's my goal. That's my goal. And so I'm in college, pre-law, and then it's a weekend, right? And so I thought, let me go to the movies. And so I went to the movies and it, I mean, just, ooh, have y'all, s- 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 Watch that movie, My Cousin Vinny. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, um, it has like Ma, Ma Rissa Tomei, you know, and that other actor. I I don't know his name, but but in that movie, there's a courtroom scene, and there's a lawyer. He looks calm. He has a three piece suit button up looks awesome and so then the judge is asking for opening remarks so here comes that lawyer he gets up he's all confident he walks over he waves over to the judge he goes to the jury and then it happens this lawyer had a severe stutter we're talking he he did everything that I was doing, everything. And then there was a moment where he was repeating a word and spitting on the jury. And their eyes are open, like in shock. And, and so it's like, that's going to be me. That is going to be me. And let me tell you about the F word. Well, the other F word. Fear. <laughs> the other <laughs> fear controlled my life for thirty-five years. It controlled my entire life, and so after that weekend on M- Monday morning, I went to college and changed m- my major from pre-law to s- psychology because I thought I-, I can help people, but in a different way. I mean, f- fear. I mean every facet of my life it controlled it you know that negative self-talk that voice in your head 
Um, I named mine. I call him Oscar the Grouch. And so he would pop up, you know, um, like if I was going to, um, you know, think about talking on the telephone and making a phone call, he'd say, no, you know, you can't do that. You know, you can't talk. So don't. And so that was my life for 35 years until I turned 40, until I turned the big 4-0. And I mean, you've heard of that aha moment that Amopra talks about. At, at 40, I woke up. I said, that's it. I am done. I'm tired of being ex ex exhausted. I'm tired of being drained all day long. I... I am tired of living in fear. I'm tired of being anxious about every little thing. I am done. And once I, once I spoke that out loud, I spoke it out loud. 35 years of shame, guilt, em, 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 embarrassment, fear, everything gone gone. It was like a whole new world had opened up. And I told myself for the first time, whoo, I love you. Mm -hmm. I had never. <laughs> I had never told myself that. Because, you know, after hearing for decades, that you're slow, you're stupid, you know, you have mental retardation, you tend to believe it. But at 40, I said, I'm 40. <laughs> I am 40. I am done. If you mock me, if you tease me, that's on you. Because Pedro is awesome. Pedro, I love me some Pedro. St stuttering doesn't define who I am. It's what I have. It's what I have. Mm. And so now I have confidence. Now I still st 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 stutter and I'm still confident and that's okay because what I have to say has value. And let me tell you, stuttering is the best person personality test because it lets me know who is worthy of my time because I've been in conversations with people and they look at, and so if I'm having a block or repetition, they look at their watch, they look up, hmm. they look down, and that tells me they are not worthy of my time. And and so many people tell me who stutter that their st stutter is a curse, but I believe it is a blessing because it taught me empathy. It taught me compassion. It taught me courage. It taught me resiliency. Because let me tell you guys, I have been knocked down so many times. I have I have been hung up on by people who tell me to learn how to talk, and then they hang up. I've had people slam doors in my face because I can't say my name. I've I've had people just ignore me. Like, I am not even there. You know, I have a block, and they turn to the other person and have a conversation. And, 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 
And so for me, my stutter lets me know who people really are. And that has been a blessing because all those people, you have your, those who are just not interested. And then you have what I call vampires. You know, these people drain your energy. They're negative, Mm -hmm. constantly negative. I mean, nothing is going right. So I got rid of all those vampires. They're gone. They are gone. Because I I would absorb all their energy, all their negative energy. I said, no, no, no. I cannot live like that. I, I cannot. So all those vampires, gone. See ya. I don't need you in my life. I have p- people around me who are supportive. They aren't y- y- yes people. No, no. They guide me and they help me however that I need help. Because what I found out, if you have people around you who are supportive, who are going to lift you up, you can do anything. You can do anything. And so at 40, I spent a ton of money and, and dove into personal development. I went to workshops. I went to trainings. I read all those books by Les Brown, um, Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, all those awesome people. And so I took two years to learn about myself. And so I thought, good Lord, I am awesome. (laughs) And so I thought, let me do a YouTube and, you know, and just try it out. Because, you know, at that point, I've been stuttering for 35 years. I have a lot of stories covering everything, employment and dating, you know, drive throughs Oh, good Lord, drive throughs Mm. You know, talking on the phone. I have a ton of stories. So why don't I just do videos to let other people who stutter know that they are not alone, that Mm. I have been through the program up and down, left and right, to and fro. And so I know what you are going through because I've done it, because I've done it. And... And to hit that record button, that took a lot, y'all. That took a lot. After that first video, I didn't do videos for years because I had opened up. I mean, that door just swung right open. All those emotions, they all came back. I said, oh, let me just close that door because I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And so after a a couple of years had passed, I said, okay, time to hop back on the horse. And so I was doing videos and getting some really awesome feedback from all over the world. And then I thought, let me try audio. Let me try podcasting. So I put out some feelers. Ooh, let me tell you, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) I shouldn't have done that. People were telling me, nobody wants to hear a person heavy breathing on the radio. I say, well, a lot of people do, but those are not my audience. I said, because, you know, my H's are really bad. Like, I said, no, no, no. People were telling me that they don't want to hear a person who cannot talk on the radio. I said, watch me. And so I latched on to Dave Jackson, the School of Podcasting. Mm -hmm. I took his 
course and was learning and learning, you know, the ins and outs and everything. And then I learned from David Hooper, who's amazing. I mean, I learned a great deal from David Hooper and Dave Jackson. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And that first time to hit that record button, I mean, that was huge. That was huge. And, 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 and so I did it. I had a, a, a ton, a ton of just blocks and, re and repetition. I said, no, no, no. I said, I did it and then I'm done. And then when, when I did it again and then again and, the, and, and then again, I mean, cause I might have journals that, that I kept over the years cause I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't tell people what I was going through. So I wrote everything down. Mm -hmm. And so I kept journal books. And so I go through the books and then I just re, re, uh, re remember, uh, you know, a time when I couldn't do the, the telephone. And then, oh, podcast episode. And so then, so let me tell y'all, the phone was my nemesis. It was my nemesis. I would have people make phone calls for me. I would pay people to make calls for me. And then at a, a certain point, I said, I got to do this. I have to make a phone call because it's called survival. Because if, if, if I don't do this, they are right about me all along. Those people who who told me that I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. I gave them the power to win. And so let me tell you what I did, y'all. I went to eBay. I bought me a phone, an office phone that looked just like the phone that we have at work. And then I practiced. For six months, I practiced. I drew on just pretend mode, acting mode. And so I would practice. Bring pick up the phone and then I would have a conversation with myself. And so then then I would practice receiving phone calls. Bring you know for 6 months every single day I practice and I practice. And let me tell you what. At the end of the 6 months it became boring. <laughs> boring. No more fear, no more anxiety, no more mm. nothing. It became boring. And when it came time for a real world application at work, when that phone rang, hey, good morning, I'm Pedro. How may I help you? It was awesome because people tell me that practice makes perfect, but I don't believe in perfection. I believe practice makes permanent. I did it for six months, day in and day out. And then at the end, I can do it. I can do it. And now I love the phone. Hop on the phone. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? I'm making phone calls, receiving phone calls. It is the best. So, I mean, so we have to work like 20 times harder than anybody else to just do the most simplest of tasks. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> no. I gave y'all everything. <laughs> Thank you so much for being so open and honest and especially with the vulnerable sections. I mean, you had me crying. I'm sure people oh. listening as well got emotional and 
like how I didn't expect that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting <laughs> no, it, but wow. it was like thank um, you so much for sharing. Um, I wanted to ask you about your parents because you said that you know you you were told that you were stupid and that you were slow and that you were you had mental retardation, whatever the words were you said. How were your parents and your family? Did they think the same or were they supportive of you? It was never talked about. Oh. And um, I could only sp- speak for m- my c- culture, the Hispanic culture. It's the role of the male to take charge. You know, it's the role, it's the machismo male. And when it was known that I couldn't talk, then I was put aside. And so no one really talked about it, you know, and, you know, um, I love my dad. He is, he is, he's just awesome. Um, and my mom, she had a stutter, but at the age of 14, she told herself, I'm done. I'm done. And she stopped. I don't know. Is it, was it girl power? I have no idea, but she's, but she said, I am done. And she stopped. And here's the head scratcher. Okay, so are you ready for the head scratcher? I'm ready. So when I was five years old, I was walking home from school. And so we had the house at the end of a cul-de-sac. And so I was walking home. And on my left, there was a dog, a German shepherd, big white dog. You know, I'm five years old. I'm going to look. And so I turn and I look at the dog and it looks back at me. And so I thought, oh, cool. You know, he likes me. Well, then he got up and picture a five-year-old, a little bitty bitty (laughs) thing, and a German shepherd, a huge monster of a dog. And, And so he starts coming towards me. Now, I'm five years old. You know, the only thing I know to do is to run. And so I'm running home, and this dog is right behind me. And he jumps up, and he knocks me down, takes a chunk out of my back leg, and that's all that I remember. And I didn't speak at all a year after that. I didn't talk. I couldn't talk because of the shock and trauma. And when I did speak, that's when I had my severe stutter beef pre dog attack i was talking i was talking after the dog attack no speech i i mean just picture a huge dog growling at you and just and and you know my my head hit the concrete sidewalk and then all i know is 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 that i just woke up so here's the head scratcher. Stuttering, according to the research, uh, it it's it's genetic. You know, it's more on the mom's side of the family. So I would just lie in bed thinking, had I not had the dog attack, would I still be the one to get it? 
or did the dog attack just um, speed up the process? I mean, I don't know. And so, I mean, it's just, I mean, there's a lot that is not known about stuttering. You know, they're still doing research. And here's a headline. There's no cure. There is no cure. I tried voodoo. Okay, y'all. I tried voodoo in my 20s. I went to this woman who said she could cure my stutter. I'm in my 20s. I got money. And so I hop in and she tells me to have a seat. And she brings out the claw of a rooster and she holds it over my head. And then she tells me to get up and turn around three times and then to sit back down. And then she tells me, I'm going to go to the refrigerator and take out an egg. And there's a glass of water on the table there. And she tells me, when I crack the egg, if the egg yolk holds, you're cured. If the if the egg yolk yellow part breaks up, then you know it was not successful. So here I am. I said, "Oh, I got this. I got this. I know it's going to hold because you know what? I'm going to be cured. It's going to be awesome." And so then she cracks the egg, and and it holds. It holds in in the glass. She's she's picking up the glass. And it's like, look, it holds. You're cured. Now, where's my money? So I pay her. Because <laughs> I'm in la-la land. I am cured. Oh, my God. The whole world is going to open up for Pedro. It's going to be awesome. So I pay her the money. I walk out. I'm like, ooh, I'm like walking high. My head is held up. And then I go to order food. Guess what happened, y'all? <laughs> I thought, what did what just happened? I thought I was cured. <laughs> and so, you know, I get all these emails from a lot of people who tell me that they can cure my stutter if I pay them $4,000 or $6,000 or $7,000. If I pay them that, they will cure my stutter. I've done the research. There is no cure. If, I mean, and if there was a magic pill. So let me just put this out there. If there was a magic pill, I wouldn't take it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't take it. Because my stutter has taught me so much. I have learned a great deal. I came from darkness. Now I'm in the light. We all have a light within us. This is what I believe. We all have a light within us. It's a it's our strength. It's our strength. We are so powerful. We are so courageous. We are that we have no idea. Hmm. And at 40, I believe I tapped into my light. And boy, let me tell you, that light is still shining bright. And, and you know, th- th- that's when I had the courage to just do two years of personal development. And then I thought, I am going to be on YouTube. And then I will be a podcaster because I want to let other people know that they are not alone. Because I thought I was the only 
person who stuttered growing up. Mm. I thought it was Pedro who was the lucky one who or unlucky one who just like, bam, you stutter. Until I met another person in my 20s. And let me tell you guys, you just know we were on a sidewalk and he put out his hand, you know, for handshake and there was nothing, nothing. And of course I couldn't say nothing because that voodoo didn't work. And so I'm, so he's looking at me. I'm looking at him and I I just know I, I can f- f- feel his pain. I can feel his ex- ex- anxiety. I can f- feel everything that he's f- feeling and the words came out I know. Wow. I know. And everything just went down and I mean it's that was a a, a a powerful moment because I thought I was the only one. I thought, you know, the only one being called out of school over the PAs to go to the counselor's office for speech therapy. Oh, it's like, oh, that was embarrassing because the whole school hurt. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a lot older than y'all. I'm 50. I was I went to school in the late 70s. So come on, you know, I'm a little bit older. And so they had these PAs in every room. And they were not... I mean, it was one speaker for the entire school. And when they called your name, Pedro Pena for speech therapy in the counselor's office. Hmm. I'll be great. Thank you for that. I feel so much better. (laughs) You know, yeah, it was just rough. I actually wanted to ask you about speech therapy, if that's something. I mean, obviously, you mentioned you did it at school. Is it something you've done in later life? Is it something that has helped you? Is it something that you think didn't help you or would it help other people who are maybe listening who have a stutter as well what what are your views on on speech therapists and i had 20 years of speech therapy mm-hmm. i went all through school um i talked to a counselor in college and then um um i had a therapist in the air force uh, we did hip hip hypnosis and let me tell y'all that was the only time in my entire life that my whole body was at rest Mm. and that was monumental because it's true when when they put you under everything is heavy you know your arms are heavy your limbs are every and I felt so relaxed I had never felt that in my life and and in speech therapy back in the day they mainly focus on fluency fluency and that made me feel like I was broken because I wasn't fluent Mm -hmm. and they had all these tape recorders that they would make me um you know speak into a a tape recorder and they would record it and then I would hear it back I said oh that's how horrible I sound thank you (laughs) may have some more (laughs) and so um what I learned later in life, which I hoped, I mean, I learned the mental aspect of st- st- stuttering. And that was so important. Because in school, had I had that, 
I would have been better equipped mm -hmm. to handle it. All that I heard is we need we we need to get you fluent. Speech therapists, they are wonderful, wonderful people with the best of intentions, the best of intentions. But in the late 1970s, it was all about being fluent. And so, you know, maybe all those people were right. Maybe I, maybe I am slow. Maybe I am stupid because I'm broken. And who wants a person that's broken? You know, why am I here if I'm broken? Mm. And, um, I mean, I am, I'm thankful for all my speech therapists. I'm very thankful, you know, um, and, you know, had I done this all over again, you know, I would have liked for them to talk about the mental aspect of it, you know. You know, how to cope with a depression, you know, how to do self-care, because there was none of that. Every day I was laughed at and mocked and teased and beat up. And, you know, I come home, I eat dinner. No one's talking. I go to my room. I do my homework. I go to bed. And that is what I did. You know, and in in high school, the um, one saving grace was the drama club, mm -hmm. the acting club. They welcomed me in. These people, let me tell you, these are the most positive, the most supportive, <laughs> like rah, rah, you are awesome. You can do this. Pedro, come on in. Come on in, Pedro. And so I thought, I think I found my people. I think I found my tribe because I hadn't had that ever, ever. I, I never had that. And these people want me. They want me. And that, whew, I never felt wanted, you know. And so to have them say, we want you, you, you. Better believe I went running. I said, I am in. I ooh, I mean, this is awesome. And then they asked me, would I like to be in a play? And if you're at that high level, guys, like, I mean, you're in, you're invincible. Sure, I would love to be in a play. And then I'm walking home. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? I need to go back early in the morning and tell them, oh, no, 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 I can't. Because of my stutter, I can't. I can't. And I went back. They said, no, no, no. No, we're doing the Wizard of Oz, and you will be the lion. I said, okay. And so we rehearsed and rehearsed for a whole month. We, I mean, I took that that play home, highlighted all my lines, and I practiced like you would not believe. Every single day I practiced. And on opening night, it's, oh, I mean, it's just... When I got on stage, you know, I had the costume and the makeup and braces. Uh, when I got on stage, I was the lion. I wasn't Pedro. I was not Pedro. Therefore, I did not stutter. 
I was on stage. I was acting. I did my parts. I did my little jig. Uh, I had my happy moments, my funny moments. Uh, and the, I could see the people in the audience with their mouths open because they all knew that I can't talk. They knew that it takes me half an hour to even say my name. To see their mouths open, it it, it was amazing to be on stage i was a whole nother character i was not pedro when it was all done after the whole night if it was all done when i stepped off that stage i was pedro and what does pedro do pedro stutters and a lot of people were scratching their head. How can you do this? How can you do this? I wasn't That's what Pedro. I'm doing right now. I was not. I immersed myself into that character, and I was that character. And I went to speech tournaments on weekends. I read prose, poetry, because I wasn't Pedro. I was the author reading their poetry, like T.S. Eliot. Um. Larry McMurtry, you know, his, his, you know, plays Texasville and all those. I was a character. I was not Pedro and I did not stutter. I won awards. I won medals. I got my Letterman jacket because we went to Allstate. Uh, and I was like, woohoo, look at me. I took care of that jacket. Like, ooh, I, I washed it. I waxed it. I mean, cause, because I earned this. I earned this. I put in the hard work. I practice every single day. I earned it. I still have it in my closet. It's still in my closet with all my pins, you know, speech and drama pins. And that is my prize possession because who would have thought a person who can't even say his name, who cannot order at a restaurant, who cannot make a phone call, who has to ask people to do things because I could not do it. This is what I earn because this is what I I have because I earned it. I worked hard because there were periods in my life. It's called survival. It's called survival. And so I lived off of post-its for years. Mm -hmm. I lived off of post-its. I had to eat. So I would write down my uh, my uh, um, order on a post-it and go to a fast food place and just hand the person the note. And then I would say, I lost my voice, you know, that I had that I had laryngitis. I lost my voice. I can't speak. I have no voice. And so for years, this was my crutch. My only means to communicate and get what I needed because I use this at the dry cleaners, fast food places everywhere. And let me tell you, I did it at a bank. Now, it is very important to know. Now, you know, I'm in my 20s, you know, so, you know, I am not worldly of things happening around the world. So I walk into a bank. I need to cash a check. So I take my little post-it. I write everything down. I'm in line. I'm doing great. I don't have to talk. I wrote everything down on a post-it. And so then, you know, 
I get up to the teller and I hand the teller the note. Now, mind you, I think I'm doing great. I'm going <laughs> to cash my check. Then I will go to the grocery store. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Until the teller, her eyes go very big. And I knew she pushed a button because behind me were two guards. And so I'm thinking, what just happened? Two security guards are behind me. And there are people being pushed off to the exits oh, God. by another guard. I'm thinking, okay, are we being robbed right now? <laughs> Am I in a bad position right now? And then here comes the bank manager. And telling the guards to es escort me into the back room of a bank. I'm thinking, what is going on here? And the teller, she doesn't even read the note. She didn't read it. She, I just gave it to her, and she, her eyes went big, and she hit a button. Two guards are behind me. I go into the back office of the manager, and the manager is asking me why I'm there. You know I can't talk. You know I'm, like, repeating every consonant, spitting, trying to get everything out, and... And and so I can hear the teller, he's going to rob us. He's going to rob us. He wrote a note. He, he gave me a note. He's going to rob us. And then I thought, I need to speak. I need to speak now. And so I told the manager, I, st 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 I have a stutter. I have a stutter. This is my means of communication. And thankfully, it was a whole misunderstanding. Pedro did not go to prison because, you know, this in prison, I would not survive. I did not go to prison. Thank the Lord. And then I learned a valuable lesson. Never hand a teller a note <laughs> from here on out <laughs> because they're thinking that Pedro's going to rob a bank. <laughs> I cannot be on the news. I cannot go to jail. I will not survive. And so I thought, I need to stop this. I need mm. to stop this. And so... So here's one crutch. And so I do another crutch. I whisper. I whisper. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of tools in my toolbox. Let me tell you. There are times when I have an accent. It's quite lovely. <laughs> yes. It's, you know what? It's fantastic. And I know it's horrible. And, and I've apologized to the UK people, to the Australian oh, no, people. Because I have so many tools or crutches in my toolbox to help me get over the block, help me get out of the repetition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then, you know what? I thought, I'm just going to whisper. I'm going to whisper. And so everywhere I went, oh, Pedro, I need your help. I have laryngitis. I can't talk, but I need this. And so, you know, you know, I did that. And I don't stutter when I whisper. You know, it's like, whoa. Yeah, I don't stutter when I whisper. And so then I did that f for a while. But then it gets tiring, you know, from all that breathing. And so then I thought, well, let me get a tape recorder. <laughs> so from one crutch to another crutch. And so then, you know what? I thought, okay, I, I'm hungry. So, so let me tape 
what I want to order from different fast food restaurants onto a, a micro cassette recorder. All I have to do is hit play and hold it out to the speaker. I'm good. And so then I went to a hamburger place. And so I taped exactly what I wanted. I turn up the volume. So I, I, I push pause and play at the same time. And then when you hear the person, you know, what is your order? I do, I unhit pause and hold out the tape recorder to the speaker. I got this. I got this. And then they say, I can't hear you. And so I dropped the tape recorder. I had to open up the car door, pick it up. It had stopped. And so I'm trying to find the spot where I recorded that thing for the hamburger. But when I push play, um, it was an order for fried chicken. <laughs> so I said, I can't. there are people behind me. They're honking at me. I drove off, went home, made a sandwich. So you know, there's just, I mean, and so now my toolbox is closed. It's closed. What I have learned, it's okay to stutter. It is. It is okay to stutter. St stuttering is not an indicator of intelligence. I have a master's degree. And I have learned that I love Pedro. Pedro has a stutter. If, if I block, you know what? I'm going to stop and breathe. And if, if I don't do that, I'll just power through. I will power through. And, you know, in this new normal where, you know, everything is Zoom and Skype and Teams, no more human interaction, no more face-to-face, because -face, I had practiced for so long to just <laughs> get that opportunity to talk face-to-face. -face. Guess what? They took it away. Pedro, you're working remotely. <laughs> I had to get z z Xanax from my doctor because to tell a person who stutters, no more will you talk to people. You are going to talk to a camera and you are going to see the faces that you are talking to. I went to my doctor. I need some Xanax. He only gave me 15 pills. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not drug seeking. <laughs> you know, I'm not a druggie. I just... Because I don't know. I have no clue how I'm going to do this because I've never done it before. Right. And it's, you know, and so thankfully I got my Xanax. Thank you, doctor. And so I told myself, I need to practice. I need to practice. And so I called my buddies. Hey, let's do a, z z z a Zoom. Let's do a Skype. And I need to practice because... My job depends on it. My it's survival. I got a mortgage, you know, you know, we have to eat. So it's like I gotta do this. And so I practice and practice and practice. And then at at a certain point, I said, okay, I just have to do this. And so we had a Zoom meeting and I disclose, I tell everybody, I'm Pedro, I have a stutter. 
If I block, give me four hours and the word will come out. And when I hear them laughing, I said, I got them. I got them. I got them. <laughs> and so then one time when I was pre- presenting, I had a block. And then you hear that one person, y'all, that one person. Everyone can hear. Did his w- w- Wi-Fi cut out? Did his uh. cable stop? That's <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> So I had to just breathe. I said, no, I just had a block. You know, it's it's just what I do. You know, this is <laughs> this is me. You know, I can't. <laughs> It's and and it's so random. There there are days I can say my E's and my P's and my J's and my S's. Other days, zip, nothing. Mm-hmm. I I stop. I breathe and then I carry on. So yeah, it's pretty interesting <laughs> being Pedro. Yeah. I wanted to ask. Sorry, I'm putting in first. <laughs> Jeremy's dying to ask questions. Um, does does being nervous make it worse? Like if you're doing. I don't know, whatever it is that would make you nervous, does that make it, not worse, I don't know what the right word is, worse, I, I guess, but then speaking to maybe friends and family, is it easier, if that makes sense? Well, see, we're all different in our journeys. We all have that common denominator that we have a stutter, but our journeys are so different. And for me, knowing that I have to present, you know, I breathe, I practice, you know, uh, you know, I do all of my mindful meditation, you know, I have my water here, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. There's a great b- book by M- Mel Robbins. She changed my life. That book is called the five second rule. I learned in her book, I learned to turn my fear and anxiety into X excitement where i i can't wait to get on Woo! when i get on i'm gonna rock it out i got this you know and so for me you know nervousness anxiety it isn't the cause of it for for many it can ex ex Ex- exacerbate it but it isn't the cause you know and and so for me when when i'm told next next wednesday i am pre- presenting on zoom i'm ready i'm ready mm-hmm. you know uh i no longer take xanax <laughs> i still have 10 pills <laughs> don't eat that no more you know no more crutches because when i get on I'm Pedro. Pedro is confident. He still stutters, but he's confident. And I I disclose and I rock it out because I know that Pedro can rock it out. Oh, my God. I love this conversation so much. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is interesting. Uh, and I'm going to have to make my own research, obviously, because, I mean, you, you've said a lot of things that are, yeah, I keep scratching my head um because you said it's it's genetic uh yes but but something triggered it and and he became awake in a sense like he, he appears but you 
like yeah like you said without the dog god knows like no idea you you said also your mother at 14 years old said stop and she stopped i mean and when you whisper you don't i mean it's yeah (laughs) it's really confusing i don't know if you ever watched the x factor in england but when i was about 12 i don't know like 18 years ago something there was um a guy on there called Gareth Gates and I've written his name down because I don't want to forget it and I just remembered it as you were talking about being on stage in the play that you did and he would stutter when he was talking but he could sing perfectly and I think he might have won or maybe he came second I think he won actually um but it was incredible watching him kind of having the interviews and talking and he would stutter like like you are and then he would sing and he would would not stutter at all and everyone was like but how is that yeah, possible? Yeah, it so it's, it's confusing for yeah. <laughs> to, but to it's understand. It's interesting, as you said, that like when you're when you're somebody else, it's not you, and for some reason you can talk clearly. Whereas when you're yourself, you stutter. And I find the must be something to do with the brain and the way it's wired or whatever mm. it is. But it's interesting how it can kind of switch. Yeah, because it's not yeah. it's, it's it's nothing physical, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. if I dream everything I wanna be. If I dream all the possibilities, if you just believe in your wildest dreams, they will come true. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful voice, by the way. Yeah. Thank you very much. Smooth. I'm here all week. <laughs> Tip your waitress. <laughs> so interesting. So I have another question. Um... When you mentioned earlier that you get sometimes people who kind of look away and they check their watch and they kind of get frustrated that you're taking so long to speak, whatever it is. Do you ever have people try and finish your sentences and finish what you're saying? Because I imagine that must happen and that must be so frustrating. Like, let me just fucking say what I'm saying. Like, does that happen? Okay, so pre-40, pre-40, I would have such anger issues, such Mm. rage because when when they would f- 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 finish my thoughts, I felt that I was less than because I couldn't get it out. I f- mm. it, it it was reinforcing that I was broken, that I w- that I can't even get this out, and this person has to help me g- get it out. And nine times out of ten, it was wrong, which would. F- further increase my anger, further increase my rage. I had ulcers. I had headaches. I had a, the, the physical reaction of, I have something to say and I can't say it. And here you are thinking you know what I'm going through, thinking that you know what I'm going to say and then you get it wrong it's like insult 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 injury just yeah. da, 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 da. and that made me f- 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 i mean just made me feel so small and like mm-hmm. what am i doing here if i can't even communicate mm-hmm. at a basic level after f- 40 I said I was done. That's it. Okay. I love Pedro. 
Pedro's awesome. If I get hung up, if you know what I'm trying to say, help you, help me, help you, help me, help you, help me. But you better get it right. So I am okay now. I am, I am okay. I can only speak for myself because we're all different in our journeys. A, A lot of people who stutter, oh no, no, do not do that. That's rude. That, that. That is that is rude because I can tell you how many times I've been asked, did I forget my name? You know, because they're asking me, um, what is my name? And, you know, here I am. I'm having a block and it's a long block and my eyes are closed and you still have the person there asking you. You have the people in the waiting room just looking like what's going on. And then the admin person or the one behind the desk did 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 you forget your name okay so i was like do you really think that i would forget my name (laughs) and and so the old pedro would get angry but after 40 i use that to educate to educate i tell the person i have a stutter so it takes me a little bit longer but i'm going to push through it so all that i want is your patience your respect and just allow me to finish my thought because what i have to say has value what pedro is going to tell you has value and so that way when that person for the next time has another person who stutters, they are better equipped because they're now educated. And so they will take what I have taught them and and use it from that day onward. And so that way we, I am raising awareness and, and I'm educating. And so I'm trying to remove the st- 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 stigma because it's, st- we are, portrayed in the media in the movies as unintelligent and i mean that just works me to no end you know why can't we have a person who stutters who is this or that or you know in the the you know king speech Mm -hmm. that took me a while to watch it took me a long time because after I closed that door, you know, of the old Pedro, mm-hmm. you know, w- w- watching that movie, it, that door swung open and, you know, it took me 10 times to actually w- watch it all the way through mm-hmm. because hearing him speak, I felt pain. I had a physical reaction. I, everything to just watch him stutter. I could feel every thing that he was feeling Mm -hmm. because I did that for 35 years, for 35 years. I mean, the pain, the anguish, the anxiety, the agitation, the frustration. I felt everything. So it took me about 10 times to actually watch it. Um, very good movie, you know, very good movie, you know. Um, you know, and and now we have a we have a uh, president who, you know, st- 
stutter. So, I mean, we can do anything. We can do anything. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do in this world because I was in that pattern for 35 years. I was, I mean, they, they held my head down for 35 years until I just woke up. Enough is enough. There is more to life than just being in constant pain, being in constant agitation, constant fear, constant anger. I mean, that your body just can't take that every single day for eight hours for 35 years. There is no way, you know, I'm graying, I'm balding. I mean, the, the body just cannot take that pressure. And, you know, and after 40, I mean, it's just a whole new Pedro, a whole new, I mean, literally light, light. And, you know, you know, and now, I mean, I do drive throughs you know, I mean, I am on Zoom and Skype and Teams. I mean, I'm giving presentations to 30 people, to 50 people, to 500 people. And it, it, to be on stage, it is a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful because they see me. They see me. And they're welcoming me. And to have 500 people or even 1,000 people just looking at me like, you know, this is just awesome. That is the best feeling in the world. And when I podcast, when I hit that record button, it's magic. It is pure magic. And I stutter on every single letter, every word. And people ask me, why don't you edit that out? Well, my podcast is called My Stuttering Life. I mean, come up. It's the whole episode. Yeah, it's <laughs> who you are. If, if I edit out my stutter, there's no episode. All you hear is the intro music and the outro music. <laughs> That's my episode. <laughs> and so the only thing I edit are the dogs barking is the person that has a hot rod that revs up the engine, you know, or if there's um, those, you know, um, high winds or heavy rains, that's, you know, I edit all that out, you know, and so all you hear is Pedro stuttering and, and one of his amazing guests, and they have a stutter. And we're amazing and we're courageous and we're resilient. We're because resi- we've been knocked down so many times in job interviews. I have been told there's the door. I hyper hyper ventilated in a job interview because I could not say hello. And the person gave me a bag t- to breathe in because I was hyperventilating. And then after I calmed down, oh, thank you for coming in. There's a door. You know, and, 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 you know, drive throughs you know, you know, I'm having a hard time. And then they, you hear over the PA, sir, I don't understand you drive up. And it's like, oh, and then I drive away, (laughs) go home, make a sandwich. (laughs) So 
I've got a, you're married, right? Yes. 25 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Could you tell us about dating and how you, you met? We'll see. I'm curious about that. We'll see. So that's interesting, Jeremy. It's <laughs> a very, you say is interesting. So very <laughs> interesting, be a good story, Jeremy. <laughs> All right. So here's, here's what happened. So I had a, uh, I have a best friend and she, I mean, just heart of gold. God bless her. You know, we say in, in Texas, you know, um, you know, God bless her. <laughs> God bless him. I mean, she has a heart of gold. And she told me, I am going to find you somebody. I'm going to find you somebody. And she uh, she coordinated a blind date. A blind date. I had never dated ever, Jeremy, ever. And I was in my mid-20s. Never dated. Because I can't say my name. I can't say hello. Well, I heavy breathe. <sighs> I mean, I can't, it's, it's out of the question. I will be alone for the rest of my life. Uh, but she said, no, she said, I have scheduled a blind date and it's just, it's interesting, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, when I opened the door to the restaurant and saw the person at the table, at the front table. And the eyes just locked. That was it. The eyes locked. There was no talking. The eyes just locked. I sat down. And there was silence. But the eyes never looked away. The eyes were locked. 25 years, we're going strong. Wow. That's 25 cool. years. So the heart doesn't care if you stutter. The heart doesn't care if you can't say your name. The heart don't care if, if you are unable to order at a restaurant. It doesn't. The heart wants what it wants. Mm -hmm. And when the eyes locked, that, that's all she wrote. ba dum bum <laughs> I have one last question. Um, it's just something that I was kind of curious about. I don't know if it's going to be offensive or what, like whatever. Um, as you said in the beginning, you struggle with certain letters. Mm. Are there any certain words that you definitely avoid saying because you know that one is particularly hard? Or do you ever start a sentence and then change certain words to make it easy for you to say? Or do you just persevere? I'm going to say this fucking word, whether it takes me five minutes or not. Like that's kind of two questions in one, I know. But kind of how do you, yeah. That's a fantastic question. <laughs> Pre-40. When I was talking to a person. Now picture this. I'm having, I'm talking I'm stuttering. I'm still talking. In my head, I can see the words coming down the pike. I know the words are coming. I'm still talking and the words are still coming. Oh, there's a word that I cannot say. I'm still talking and this word is slowly coming up. And in my mind, I switch it to an easier word. 
Mm-hmm. Now picture doing that for 30 minutes. It is mentally exhausting because as I'm talking, I'm thinking, I can see the word. Oh my God, it's coming. It's coming. I'm still talking to you. I am still engaged in the conversation, but here comes that word. I know I cannot say that word to save my life. And then as it approaches, I switch it and do an easier word. And I did that for 35 years because it's called survival, but it was mentally draining. Think about doing that for eight hours every day for 35 years. Sounds exhausting. It's at the end of, at the end of the day, I kid you not, I was on the couch drained. I had nothing left in me. I did not talk. I had nothing because it from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m., my organs and my brain just constant, constant activity. After 40, mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter. I stutter on every letter of every alphabet. It doesn't matter. I stutter in Turkish. I st- Oh, merhaba. I stutter in English. I stutter in Spanish. My Spanish is only good at Taco Bell, FYI. But I stutter in every single language you can possibly imagine. You know, when I was in Turkey during the Gulf War, when I was in the military, they immersed us in into the culture, and we had we had to take a language a language class for two weeks. Oh, that was rough. And so I learned to switch words, change them actually, because they would teach us merhaba, which is hello. Well, be from Texas, I turned into merhowdy, you know, (laughs) it's like, Pedro gonna do what he gotta do to survive. (laughs) So I changed a lot of words because I need to survive, I need to eat because they don't speak English, they speak Turkish. And so I'm like, merhowdy, Suhayat, that's water, water, Suhayat. And then bread was um, uh, mekmek, which, you know, um, I would say mekmek, mekmek, Suhayat. <laughs> you have to eat because we didn't have a base. We only had a building. And then you had to you had to live in a Turkish apartment. You had to turn on your to Turkish gas, your Turkish water. You had to go shop for your Turkish groceries, <laughs> mm-hmm. speak Turkish. So... I mean, that was a huge, huge thing for me. But, you know, now it doesn't really matter. If there's a word, I stop, I breathe. If if not, I just power through. I push through. Because I'm going to tell you what I'm, what, what I'm going to tell you. It may take me three hours, but I'm going to tell you. And if you walk away, I know that you are not worthy of my time. Just drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I have absolutely loved this conversation. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, f- there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> My stuttering I mean, life. <laughs> yeah, I can. I understand why you have a podcast. I mean, no, but I, I mean, your personal story is fascinating, really inspiring. Right? You you went through. I mean, it's a hell of a roller coaster. Um, 
and I mean, speaking to you now is so inspiring. Like seeing like the, the, this journey uh, is also like I'm sure an amazing inspiration for other people who stutter, who are still pre forty, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, who are still blocked, and 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 I'm sure there are a lot of people like that. Um, so you're obviously I'm sure inspiring a ton of people. Um, it's also like you said, it's education. When when you go to a restaurant, you ha you you spend time educating the the people so they understand, and maybe next time they'll be more respectful to the next uh, guest coming or uh, So that was great. Like I learned a lot, and it makes me want to research because it's still really confusing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've got to admit the the technicality of the the stuttering still like <laughs> confuse me. I've got to say. Uh, so I'm gonna make my own research on that. Um, but no it's it's a really inspiring and fascinating story and also i mean your personality is pretty amazing i'm oh, gonna say thank you, thank you. um the power of the mindset right how how like for years and years and years i mean obviously your environment didn't help and everything was tearing you down pushing you down but the the strength that you found within you because you had no friends so you it was within you and and that you've been able to overcome everything and be where you are now uh with this amazing personality and confidence and cracking jokes and i mean you've been speaking for i don't know 85 minutes out of <laughs> 90 minutes we've been recording no but like you know like it's it's amazing considering like 10, 15 years ago, like you could, no. you would have never done, you know, like it's, it's amazing. Like the power of the mindset, how no. you, you switched and changed and say like, no, no, like I'm going to fucking live my life. Yeah. Those, it's those, those two years of personal development that I spent the money on workshops and trainings w w with these amazing people who were telling me, you can do anything. You can do anything. And I had never heard that before. I had never, never heard that ever. Pre-40, I never heard that in my entire life. And when I went to these workshops, and I mean, I mean, I bought journal after journal and was just writing down notes and golden nuggets and reading all these amazing books, all these amazing books that were telling me, I can do this. I have strength. I have in me. I have a light. I have a light. And and the people around you are so important to have positive people around you because I did not know what I what I could do until one person one woman at a workshop handed me the microphone. Never had I ever held a microphone in my entire life. She gave me a microphone and said, do it. And then I looked at her like, um, <laughs> have we met? <laughs> do you not know me? <laughs> I stutter. She gave me the microphone and said, you got this. 
you got this. We're all here for you. Hmm. And when she gave me the mic and I was holding it, you know that that your arms have goosebumps and you're it's you know it's you know like a Disney moment. You know you you feel all this you know just happiness and I took the mic, I got on stage and I spoke for five minutes and I stuttered. But everybody in the audience were up on their feet when I was done clapping and screaming, yelling, woohoo, just, and that was the first time that I felt I'm alive. Mm -hmm. I am alive. This is what I'm supposed to do. This, being on stage with a mic, this is my purpose. And I kid you not, after I was all done, I had my journal. I said, I'm going to do YouTube. You know, I'm I'm going to help other people who stutter from around the world and tell them, look at me. Look at me. Look where I have been and look where I am right now. I know what you're going through. I know because I have been through it up and down, left and right, back and forth. I was in darkness for 35 years. Darkness, exhaustion, anxiety, fear, trauma for 35 years. I know what you're going through, and I want to share my story because I believe there's healing in sharing. I believe there's healing in sharing because had I had this when I was growing up, had we had YouTube and da-da-da-da-da, I would have seen other people like me. Other people are like Pedro, but we didn't have that. In the 1970s, you know, my first computer was a Commodore 64. I don't know if y'all, you know, know that company. So I thought that I was bougie because I had a Commodore 64 back in the 80s. And then I felt super bougie when we upgraded to the Commodore 128. I said, whoop, whoop. You know, I got it going on. And so, but I mean, we never had YouTube, you know, we didn't have mobile phones. We didn't have any, any of that. We had the rotary phones, you know, the, you know, which the irony, that's, that's how I sound. The irony of this green rotary phone mocking me. (laughs) I can't do it. I just can't. (laughs) It's not lovely. (laughs) So it's like, so yeah, you know, I have, I have been through hell and back, but Mm. now I'm on the other side and I love my life. I love waking up in the morning. I love saying, okay, 
I'm ready to Zoom. I'm ready to Skype. I'm ready for Teams. I'm ready to podcast interview. All my guests, all my guests are people who stutter from around the world. South Africa, Australia, Germany, Scotland, the UK, Mexico, Brazil. These are amazing amazing, courageous individuals that I have the utmost respect for because we are sharing, we're sharing our triumphs. We're sharing our darkest moments and we're coming out of it stronger. We're coming out of it more, more confident. Because I know what they are going through, and they know what I am going through, and and let me tell you, it's two and two and and a half hours of two people stuttering, and and it, it's it is freaking amazing, freaking amazing, because these individuals so strong, so powerful, so I mean. So, so much love and compassion I learn from every individual. I learn from them. I am in awe of their strength. I am in awe of their courage. I am so blessed, blessed beyond words to have this platform. It has changed my life. And so I just want to help others. That's all I want to do is just help others let them know you are not alone. Pedro is in your corner. If you're having a bad day, you text me. You what's at me? I will be cheering you on. I am in your remember I am in your corner. So if you're having a bad day, look behind you. I'm in your corner cheering you on because I wish I had that when I was growing up. I didn't. But now that I'm out there, on YouTube, on podcasting, if a person who stutters is having a horrible time, re reach out to Pedro because I'm in your corner. Whatever it is, I will support you a thousand percent. I am cheering you on. I got my pom-poms. I'm doing the YMCA dance. Whatever you need, I am there for you because I believe in you. I believe in you. You have a light and let it shine. You got this. You got this. I just love that you like want to be someone for other people to look up to and someone that you wish you had when you were younger. First of all, I think that's incredible and I think it's incredibly brave as well to share your story and to do what you're doing. But then also to give other people a platform for them to share their stories and for them to tell their story. Because I think, you know, it, like it's like you said, we've all, we're all on our own journey. It's the same when you talk to any kind of minority whether it's a disability or being gay or black or like whatever it is everybody has their own story and giving people this platform where they can be accepted and invited and listened to and respected and you know a space where people are there to listen to them and to listen to their story i think it's just incredible what you're doing yeah, be judged and... yeah. yeah and here's the power of podcasting this is the power of this amazing platform. Two of my guests, Rama Siva, he is from the UK. He worked with the prime minister. How cool is that? 
And then another guest, Callum Schofield. These two amazing individuals were on my podcast. And after it was all done, I heard back from them a week or two later. They created their own podcast because they were on my podcast. And you talk about, uh, my heart was full. I said, that is amazing. Amazing. And now they have their podcast and they are just growing. I am so proud of them. You know, we, uh, you know, tweet each other and we're on the Insta, on the TikTok, you know, the whoa, you know, we're on the TikTok and we're... They are just so inspiring. I and I mean, they are doing just fantastic, and I'm so proud, so proud because of my podcast. They were able to create their podcast, and they're touching other people's lives and inspiring. Oh my gosh, my arms are just goosebumps. I mean, it's just it's the power to make a connection, and that connection is growing, and we're raising awareness that people who stutter we are amazing we're creative we're resilient we're resourceful <laughs> survival <laughs> we're resourceful and so i'm just proud of rama siva from stuttering mind and callum schofield from the schofield st- 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 stories they both have amazing podcasts and i'm just so proud of them i'm so proud of this podcasting platform and and we are a community i am so blessed to be in the podcasting community because all of these individuals such passion such love such understanding it's it feels amazing to be a part of a community that accepts you and inspires you and just wants you to grow and get better and better. It It's truly amazing. I am so thankful to Dave Jackson, D- David Hooper, and to all of my mentors because I'm just getting started. I mean. Yes. Woo, woo. I, I'm working on my book. It's halfway done. I'm working on a book. I was going to say, you should have a book. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's halfway done. I'm working on a t-shirt line you know i'm just i mean i want to expand and you know i uh the the uh portion of the of the proceeds i want to give to stuttering organizations Mm -hmm. to just do the good work and help these young kids who are just struggling so i mean i mean i'm even though i'm 50 years old you know, I feel like I'm 12, but even though I'm 50, I still have my whole life ahead of me. I'm just getting started. Woo! Love that. I, I, I wanted to point that actually, like, because how many people, sadly, in our world right now, think at 40 years old they're done with life? You know, they have. They're too old. Yeah, I'm too old to chase my dreams or like, mm-hmm. and and like. Your, your story is so inspiring, but I think it's inspiring for everyone also to see that at 40 years old, you can, st- in a way, start living. Uh, and, change and, the narrative. And, yeah, yeah. Change, yeah, change the narrative, start a new life and and actually 
go for whatever you want. Uh, like you said, you're 50, just getting started. You 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 probably have another 50, 60 years of living. Like, yeah, that's also I think it's also inspiring for for everyone. That. Thank you. It's 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 life is about m moments, and I never had them. for 35 years mm -hmm. I never had a moment life is about moments life is about being present and I was never that N now you know I have a teenager I I mean I love life life is amazing life is hard it's hard it's gonna knock you down and drag you but guess what Pedro's getting up I may be dirty. That's all right. I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep on going because I know, I know my why. I know my why. I'm, I'm not doing this for Pedro. I'm doing it for other people out there to let them know I'm on your side. You got Pedro. If you're in India, you got Pedro. If you're in Australia, you know you got Pedro because I have the accent. I mean, I am just <laughs> by your, I'm behind you cheering you on. And every single day I get to do that. I get to do that. And it is an amazing, I'm, I'm awake. I'm awake. I am alive. I am living life. Life is about moments. I am enjoying every single moment. I still struggle, but guess what? I am going to power through because I know where I've been. I know where I've, I'm not going back. Nope, that door is shut, closed. Adios, muchacho, or muchacha. It's gone. Pedro is in a whole new world, and I'm going to rock it out. I am going to just expand my empire. <laughs> I just want to let other people know I got you. I got you. I am on your side. Yeah. Woo, woo. So we have one last question that always okay. throws everybody off. So it's just like a generic question that we have ask everyone, but I'm preparing you now. It might throw you off board a little bit. Oh, I'm ready. So Jeremy's question of choice is, if you could meet anybody, dead or alive, famous, not famous, whoever it was, who you think is super interesting and who you would love to have a conversation with, it could be anybody in the world ever that's ever existed, who would you choose and why? I would choose Winston Churchill mm. because I am just fascinated by him. He had a stutter, but he... I didn't know that. Oh, yes. And he just, he kept on going. He kept on going and the sheer power, the strength to to just take command of a country you know during wartime just to take command i mean just the power the courage i mean i would just love to hang out at starbucks with him i'll get him a macchiato and we <laughs> just i mean i just want to talk to him because he he emoted bravery he emoted what i lacked for such a long time for th three decades mm. i lacked 
that. I never, never had it. I was always in my room, in the darkness, with the door locked, light off, praying that the next day will be better. And he is just a beacon of light, a beacon of hope, just such strength. I mean, just, I'm, I'm just in awe of him. Wow. Good answer. <laughs> we have lots of different answers. That was a good answer. Mm. All, all, the, all the answers are good answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. It has been honestly incredible to hear your whole story, the good, the bad, you know, the kind of... The reality. The reality, yeah. And thank you for being so honest with us and for kind of sharing, you know, these these dark moments in your life and how you've kind of switched it around and how you're living now. It's so inspirational for, like Jeremy was saying, for everybody. Yes, people with a stutter, but also people who don't have a stutter. I mean, I'm, I feel completely inspired now to kind of live my fullest life and do the most that I can do and, you know, live my dreams. And I think it's just everything that you're doing is incredible. So please carry on. I'm sure you will do without me having to say that anyway, <laughs> but it's just been such a pleasure talking to you and like, answering questions educating us it's just been amazing so thank you so much thank you thank you this has been a huge honor we are just raising awareness i mean we're just getting it out there and i'm just you know however i can support you i am in your corner i'm right behind you i'm cheering you on see i'm in that room behind y'all i'm cheering you on so i mean however that i can help i am here I'm here. Um, right back at you, by the way. If you ever need help with anything, we are right there supporting you as well. We're in your corner with the pom-poms <laughs> cheering you on. <laughs> You've got us as well. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach out? Is th- through email. It's just mystutteringlife at gmail.com. And that's it. And it's also your Instagram, right? My Surfing Life. It's yes, also, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's and everything except for Twitter because, you know, they only give you like so, bit, yeah. so many letters. <laughs> and so my Twitter is at my stuttering. So it's oh. like, <laughs> and life. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got me on that one. But I'm everywhere else. Yeah, we'll sh- I'm sure Jeremy yeah, will link cool. some like your podcast and everything in the show notes as well. Um, thank you once again. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for everybody for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you gained so much insight in this as well. Um, join us next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share it with somebody who might be interested in listening as well. Let's spread the awareness. And yeah, thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>